Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or wherever you're listening to us on the web. Whether the it be what? The World Wide Web, the W's. You still type the no W's No one calls in. it the web. Are you surfing the web? Cool I dude. have recently. Looking at porn. Uh, on Stitcher or wherever it may be, you are listening to us, iTunes. Thanks for joining us, Walshy Lyle. Hello to you boys. Very good, eh, Tony? How you doing, Mark? You Excellent. Doing well? The music of the Iconics bringing us in. That's because we'll be speaking to them a little bit later on. They've just been here to Australia. Lovely girls they are. I got to meet them last week. They're fantastic. Yes. I don't know if they're saying the same thing about us, but... I'm sure they don't remember who we are. <laughs> no, Tony... <laughs> That's all right. In 12 months, you can ask them again. Like There was another bloke who <laughs> thought that he would be remembered, but... How did you two years ago? Do you remember? I hope. He was not memorable because I wouldn't know him if I saw him now. Thank you, Steve. No, sure. Surely, uh, Tony, you would have lived up to your your mantle, and you would have put your foot in your mouth. They would remember you for sure. What did you? Why are you throwing Tony under the bus? Exactly. No, absolutely just, no right to he throw. Hasn't him done under anything the bus. wrong. What are you talking about? And my fact- my good personal friend, my close personal friend, Tony, has Hang done nothing wrong. You have absolutely no right to throw me under the bus. And the fact that the recorder didn't work during the interview of the Iconics, <laughs> you cannot <laughs> throw me under oh, the bus. We didn't need to mention that you failed to record the Iconics, no. and we needed to. Borrow, beg, and steal someone else's audio, Tony. I was going to give you a pass for that. Okay. Because someone else has been more incompetent than you this week. Who? Yeah, who? Well, it's never me. No. Oh, Lyle, that's right. What have I done wrong? Where was our episode last week? Yeah, what we happened? We had the live one. We Didn't we have the week off? Because we, we, we all promoted- had Welshy hangovers from PWA. I didn't have one. We promoted that as a bonus episode. We were meant to have, and you promised, DCT's last interview exactly. in the country. Before he was deported, and we didn't get him. Yeah, we're going to get him on the phone at a later date. What? Is you're it, going to come in the middle of the night, I'm are you? I'm not paying for a call to Scotland, for God's sake. <laughs> I don't, is Scotland even a country? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, that was, um, yeah, obviously I got my times you, mixed up. You assumed that he knew the day and the time that we were doing the interview without telling him. And I, you didn't touch I, base with him like the day before. I, uh, yeah, unfortunately I did, you know, probably big league him a little bit thinking he'd just Jump at my whim, and uh, yeah, I've got it wrong, and I'll I'll put my hand up. No, you won't. Uh, the worst part <laughs> is Tony. He told us that we didn't have an episode twenty minutes before we were meant to record. I know, it was shocking. You just weren't on your way, were you? Oh, yes, we you had to do a U-turn. We were, yes. <laughs> yes, yous, youths, you uh, young guys. Anyway, you no, two we're youths. not. We're definitely not. Uh well, we haven't got a last week's show to no, recap. Yeah, we'll recap our live podcast. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to recap the last show, and we can't. Uh, the live podcast was fantastic, though. That was well, great. Two of us were really good in that. Mm. Yes, we were. Who? Well, the ones who weren't getting everyone's name wrong. Hang on. So now I'm being thrown under the bus for that, am I? I it's a heel turn. 
<laughs> we'll talk about heel turns when we speak I, to Ryan Rapid later. I, I can't be trusted. Yeah. No, hey, look, Tony, I Tony, thought we'll talk next when I week. said that, I actually didn't mean Lyle. I meant you and I. So no, we're good. he didn't. So Lyle wasn't so very good. Who brought all the equipment up from Melbourne for the podcast? You. Thank you. Who Who especially packed a speaker so the audience of 35 people could listen to us? It was more than 35 Who people. had the brains to go out there and actually take a remote mic and talk to people? Who got us booked? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, all of us collectively all of us. Did. being exactly. good at what we do. But who, who paid for the barista to come up? And our translator, I did that. Yeah, you did. I paid for so the barista. No, you handed the no, money. I handed the money. It was my money. It's, it's no, on it? video. It's on him. video, me paying for the barista. Well, he didn't make trans- me a single coffee. Well, he's a barista that does it. You didn't pick know, a good a choice. A, he, worry, actually. <laughs> a barista that doesn't drink coffee. I, I think we've we dropped the ball there. Um, I'm not going to say we're going to apologise for. Well, I Sydney. tasted. I tasted the Sydney. I didn't have one good meal in Sydney. Every every meal I had McDonald's after the Friday doesn't count. PW was all right. It doesn't count. That that was a fun, enjoyable yeah. meal, but not because of the well, food. That's when we found out about Royce's beatboxing rapping. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but everything I ate was. The burger was, was okay. Ranged the from mediocre to disgusting. The I burger was mediocre. I thought it was okay. Well, the lady who served it was fine. Oh, this is. <laughs> and joining us on the line from PCW, Ryan Rapid. G'day, Ryan. G'day, guys. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for joining us uh, on our show. Lovely to have a chat to you, mate. No worries. Good. Uh, good to be on the show finally. <laughs> that um, introduction probably didn't do you justice. You are the current Ignition champion. Yes, I am the current PCW Ignition Champion, the best one ever. Um, what, what's it like to uh, – that title's been um, held hostage by Edward Dusk for such a long time. Um, what was it like to finally, you know, wrest that away from him and then lose it so quickly? Well, first, winning it at No Escape was probably one of the biggest accomplishments of my career The the fact that he had that title for over 400 days is amazing and good job for him. But then again, he's really no match for RB4K and Ryan Rapids. But um, losing it so fast in a, about a month was very devastating. But, uh, but then again, getting the opportunity to win it back after, I think, two or three weeks um, was unbelievable. Even that match itself against uh, Wake and Sid was one of the hardest one, well, the hardest matches I've ever had to be a part of. But there had to be one winner, and that was me. So, And what's it like being in the ring with someone like Sid? I know he's uh, very experienced, and he can be tend to lean on the crazy side. You just lean into that and go along for the ride? Well, the, the thing I love about... Um, wrestling guys like Sid and Wake is they have the same mindset as me is to go out there and uh, put it all on the line and hopefully we get a good response but working with Sid is just another level you you can tell that he has so much more experience than me and Wake combined and it's an absolute uh, honour to work with him but then again the cockiness of me has to come out, and I have to say that I I am the better the better man in that respect. Um, let's talk about R before K a little bit. Um, I know 
that it's probably one of one of the best factions and one of the most underrated factions in Australian wrestling. Um, how did the idea come about to to start that group? Well, the 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 name itself uh, came to me when I was about fourteen years old. Um, me and my mate we were just talking about band names and stuff like that, and R Before K came up, and then. Um, and I just sat on that name for a while. And then uh, when I came to PCW, turned heel on Luke Sabre, uh, the first thing I wanted to do was start a faction. And the the only name that really stood out to me was RB4K. And, this, and, and yep, keep going. Uh, so, uh, and just the, the people that I wanted for the faction, I couldn't have thought anyone else better than Sammy Falcon, uh, Carl Grove and Asia, like three of the best, best talent in PCW, in my opinion. Not trying to be biased, but I, I believe that all three of those, all three of them, can go as far as they possibly can, and I hopefully are before K can follow in those footsteps as well. Was it hard convincing him to to jump in? Well, if anything, it. Uh, Sammy and Carl were basically on board from day one. The second I told him, like, "Hey guys, do you want to do you want to start start something? You want to start a faction?" They were like, "All right, give us the name, and we'll go print shirts. We'll bloody start this thing asap." They were they were down from it day one. And when you when you say you were fourteen years old and you came up with the name for the band, you sure it wasn't a rap group to challenge Royce Chambers in uh, <laughs> a, a little bit of rap battle? Oh mate, oh, I can I, I can spit bars. I can spit bars if Royce wants to go there. Oh, hang on, we might have but, a rap um, battle here tonight. Here we go. Got to book this <laughs> next live oh, podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Get it on. I want to have a chat to you about Luke Sabre. You mentioned his name. Of course, you were uh, a tag team champion with Luke. Uh, what possesses someone to turn on? So in in sport. They say that when you win a premiership and the like, you know, that's sort of a, this bond thing that you have forever with your mates. I would assume that would be the same in winning a tag team championship with uh, with someone. And obviously to be able to turn on them and, and do what you did is quite an amazing thing. What possessed you to do that? Was it ego? Look, it's with, – with the revolution, it was a, it was a great start. It, it got me my second championship, which was the PCW Tag Team Championship. Uh, it – it was a good run. We were going for about a year, but it got to a point where the the crowd were chanting my name. The people wanted Ryan Rapid, and I just couldn't keep having to carry Luke Saber anymore. It was just getting tiring, and and I had to end it somehow. And sadly, the people couldn't see that what I did was justified. But then again. What can you do? Oh, so the people, people could see the people could see that it was ego then. Well, some people say ego. Some people say uh, it, it took too long to happen. Ryan, Ryan Rapid, sadly, will always will always be a singles competitor unless he's tagging with Sammy Falcon. That is, but I, I I wanted to shoot for the stars. I I wanted to be ignition champion. I want to be national champion, and I couldn't really do that with Luke Saber on my tail. So, yeah, what Tony doesn't realise is you have to kill a, um, you have to, <laughs> what's that? What's your saying again? Kill a revolution, start yeah. a rebellion. You have to kill a revolution to start a rebellion, Tony. Okay. Um, 
The first uh, one of the first times I saw you wrestle, I think it was the second time, um, was the PCW show down in Geelong. Um, yeah, it was. You were working against Stevie Philippe, I think. Um, Not a show that he'd want to remember. I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> was that where you did your knee? Ah, uh, that was against Chris Trance in a chairs match. That's right. It was against Chris Trance. Um, but you were almost unrecognisable uh, physically from from the Ryan Rapid that I saw twelve months ago. How much work have you done on your on your um, physique? Uh, well, it it got to a point. Well, when I first started wrestling and stuff like that, I was completely all over the place. I didn't know like where to start from, like at a gym or anything like that. And um, it it took me a while, but then again, having guys like Lucas Daniels who owns PTC, um, like he's he's helped me. Um, people in PCW in general have helped me uh, get to where I am today, and like the all uh, just to build muscle, just to uh, find my find my uh, perfect body and stuff like that. Um, it, it was a lot of hard work and a lot of uh, grinding and stuff like that, but. It um at the end of the day it it all came down to I want to be champion. The only way to be champion is to look like one. So I decided to do that. It's a it's a credit to you because you were already um a really good wrestler, but now you you look like a star as well, which is um it's half the battle. Yeah, exactly. You can you can uh you can change someone's look, but at the end of the day, they've got to have the passion for wrestling. And I feel like I've always had that passion. And I've always had that drive to outdo myself each and every week. But now it was just time to change the look and make myself look presentable. Now I want to talk about the PCW Academy. They're just consistently churning out great wrestlers, you know, year in, year out. What's it, what's it like training down there? It is unbloody believable. The, the coaches there... Uh, give so much time and support to the people who need it. Um, you've, you've got guys, well, even one of your favourites, Royce Chambers, he came from PCW. Um, we, uh, Stevie Philippe as well. Uh, we, the the venue itself at the at Seek Southeastern Entertainment Centre, it's it's probably one of the best venues, in my opinion, of uh, Australian like in Australian wrestling and the fact that we own it and the fact that uh, we we have three rings to work with so everybody can have their time to do what they want to do, uh, take as much time as they need to to try and make sure that what they're doing is safe and also amazing. So I think it's probably one of, one of the best in Australia so far. And I think you're probably right. It's one of the, it would be one of the few training venues in the world where you actually not only train, but you also wrestle then on the weekend. So the familiarity that you get with the venue to be able to, to work on your moves and the like and, and to work on, on your character and, and, and it all in that venue is a massive asset. Oh, absolutely. The, just the, it, it kind of takes a bit of the, the pressure off when you work when you work the same venue, when you work in the same ring, it really kind of gives you a little bit of boost of confidence because, like, like you go, "Oh, I've done this move a hundred times." The only difference is now is that there are bloody hundreds of people staring at me. And um, you definitely uh, had a you had a sellout crowd last weekend. Is that right? Yep, sellout crowd down at uh, Halloween Horror. Um, it was unbelievable. 
when that crowd at PCW is full, it's a it's a fantastic mm. venue, a fantastic atmosphere. Oh, the crowds up when we get a sold out when we get a sold out crowd, the the audience is absolutely insane. The adrenaline is just pumping. You you feel like you're invincible when you're standing on that on that stage. And when you get in that ring, you just you just know you're gonna go balls to the wall. Now you mentioned the PCW rings and um I know that you wrestled at PPW earlier this year. You and um, you and Sammy and Aisha were all on that show. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was uh, what was that ring like in comparison? I I love PPW. They um, they do put on great shows. Uh, I I kind of felt when I stepped in that ring, it was a bit. It was it was very different. Um, not as spacious as PCW but um well it it was soft to it, it was soft to land on so it kind of had a bit more give to it but um just uh like uh, from running the ropes and stuff like that I had to kind of think twice about doing it but with PCW just kind of everything's on point yeah and that must be part of the challenge of wrestling uh at the same promotion so much and then when you have a one-off somewhere else having a different shaped and sized ring, which, I mean, everyone's rings are sort of a different size around yeah. Australia. We've yeah, all well, got different rings. You're exactly right, Welshy. We've all got different <laughs> rings. You're exactly right. <laughs> it, it puts a bit of a struggle on it. Um, like when you want to start uh, going out there and going to different companies and stuff like that. But um, as long as as long as you know in yourself that you're a good wrestler, then you should be fine. PCW Network, I've got to congratulate everyone at PCW for what they've done there. It is a, a fantastic uh, opportunity for people to go back and have a look at the back catalogue of all the PCW shows and wrestling right around the world. It's a, a fantastic innovation. Oh, absolutely. And it, it makes it so much easier for people to want to watch their favourite shows, even if they came down to a PCW show, either ignition or even one of our big shows. Uh, all it is is just a click away and you can uh, put it on the big screen. Yeah, and a good way of catching up on a show you might have missed ahead of the next show as well. Oh, absolutely. And plus, like you said, uh, going back to the old, uh, going watching back your old matches and stuff like that, it's always a good uh, blast from the past. Um, and then, of course, with um, Indy's current success, a nice way for people to go back and watch her early work as well. Oh, absolutely. Again, uh, another person who came from PCW who's gone on to do amazing things. It's, it's, um, no, again, congratulations to Indy Hartwell for that. She's, um, she's really, uh, making the world her oyster. Now, you, you mentioned so many of the great wrestlers that, uh, have come through and are at PCW. Um, who have been your favorite guys to work with? Who, who do you think you have your best chemistry with? Oh, best chemistry. I would have to say before I turned heel, working Sammy Falcon was probably one of my favorites. It every time we went out there it was always what's the what's the best thing we like what's the craziest thing we can do? What's the best sequence? Just we always just came up with different ideas and we were always down for anything. Even um working a guy like Wake, he's um again uh, we've got the same mindset when it comes to wrestling. It's basically go out there, put all all you've got in the ring, 
and hopefully, yeah, get the response. But guys like uh, Blake, Sammy, um, even working Royce Chambers is amazing. Stevie Philippe, I've had countless matches with Stevie, and each one has been, each one was top after the other. Now, with with uh, talking about the network and wrestling Twitter nowadays, um, more chance of being gift, as the cool kids are saying. Do you, uh, when you're in there training and stuff like that with Royce, are you trying to out-gif each other? Because uh, obviously in the rec- most recent weeks, he's blown up on Twitter and uh, with some of his gifts. Uh, is that any thought when it goes to the training? Well, every time we're... Um where I, we're either at Seek or we're at a show, there's always that uh, little bit of, I want to try and outdo you. Now, he, he does have one over me uh, with the Shooting Star Press. I've never uh, I've never kind of got the balls to go off the top rope yet. But, um, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying. Uh, I, I'd say Royce is probably better than me in the flips department, but... I'm always going to be better in the wrestling department. So I like that. That's a good answer. Now you got some really good gifts. I uh, I checked a few out. The Ray Phoenix spot was amazing. Uh, <laughs> it was very yeah, good. Was a- and and then you got the uh, the Doomsday Device Canadian Destroyer, which was uh, ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely nuts. So don't sell yourself short. You've got some really good underrated gifts out there. No, well, well, I've just started my, I've just started Twitter because I was always on uh, Instagram or Facebook, but uh, apparently the only way to get a word out there is Twitter. So especially overseas, to, especially overseas. Oh, absolutely! Oh, absolutely! Well, even just looking at, uh, then again, like Royce, who's like blowing up, uh, like Stevie Philippe and stuff like that. It's, it's just every, everybody's on Twitter. So I decided to bite the bullet and get on there myself. And we will share that. We'll share that out with the show, your um, Twitter account. It's a gift oh. war. <laughs> yeah. A gift war. Let's start it. Me and Royce. Let's go, um, let's go back to Grand Slam last year where um, you uh, main evented the show with uh, how, how many people were in the crowd? 2,100? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was uh, just a bit over 2,100, yeah. Talk us through finding out what the night before that you were in the main event. <laughs> uh, so it was probably uh, it was a real surreal moment. Um, I got a phone call from uh, uh, Rowdy, and he basically said, "Guys, something's happened to Daniels. He can't compete. So we've put you guys in the main event." And just the grin on my face, you could not you could not take it away. It was an un- it was unbelievable, but it was also a shock because we only had one day to prepare for it. And it's a TLC match. Yeah, and it, and it was a TLC match because we thought we were going in there for a six man tag, so we're like, oh okay, so uh, we'll, we'll take a few crazy bumps here and there, but we should be sweet. And then getting told TLC, it's like sweet, so we've got to go through tables, get hit with ladders, get hit with chairs. It's going to be a great night. <laughs> what more could you want? Sounds like a yeah, night, exactly. sounds like a night at the pub in Werribee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We uh, no, but it was. Oh, sorry, mate. Go. On. Nah, uh, it, it was just it, it's just it was a surreal moment, and just being out there in general 
because me and Sammy were pacing up and down the the corridors uh, backstage, just going, "This is insane! How are we, like like how are we going to do this?" We're panicking at some some stages, but the thing is, we kind of got a group and just decided to go. There's 21 people out here, 21,000 people out here. We've we've got to give it our all, otherwise, there, there's no point putting us in the main event. And that's why I uh, I think we went out there and stole the show. And um, I mean, you had your you had Sammy obviously with you and Asia, and then you were standing across the ring. You've got Erica, Sid, and Wake. So there's a lot of talent in the ring. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Especially, well, especially even Erica, even even Erica herself. She's she's an unbelievable talent. She as well will do anything in the ring and will always try and outdo herself. But then again, she's no match for uh, RB4K's own Asia, which you should know very well. Yes, yes, well aware. <laughs> You've had some great trainers, I'm sure, in your time at the uh, at the academy. But uh, was there any better time for you than to head up to Sydney to hear the words of the great uh, Quackenbush from, of course, uh, Shakira phone? Shakira. <laughs> Tony, we've spoken no, about this. I know we have. <laughs> I just had to throw it uh, in for comedy. Uh, it was um no well Carl uh gave me and Sammy a message and he was just like guys Mike Quackenbush is coming down we need to do the seminar and I and uh I've been a big fan of Mike Quackenbush just seeing some of the stuff he's done especially with guys like with Cesaro just some of the spots they done was insane and even his book is which is an absolute amazing read um it. It, I really wanted to learn from someone who who really knew about the business and could could push me forward into my career. And I felt and I felt the I think it was three days that were up there. Those three days were absolutely intense with the training, um, but it was it was an unbelievable amount of fun. And even the PWA uh, PWA guys are. Awesome and really good to work with. And uh, I'm told you didn't fly up there. You thought, uh, I'll go on the wrestling road trip. Uh, what was it like being in the car? Three or four wrestlers for, I'm assuming, nine to ten hours. Uh, what did you just talk yeah. about the whole time? Uh, well, getting getting in the car w- was fine. The first probably two hours was all right. We were just talking about wrestling and stuff like that. But then we decided to go on the topics of ghosts, the supernatural, <laughs> Area 51, aliens. We started to get into the real in-depth stuff, which I'm going to warn everybody now. Do not talk to Carl Grove about ghosts. <laughs> well, is, that, is, he, is he scared of them? or He's not scared of them, but he will, he will, he will basically – it's really hard to explain. He will – Really try to convince you if you believe in ghosts or if you don't. He will talk to you about chakras. He'll talk to you about readings. He will basically try to put in your head that it's all um, – there's another there's another place. Uh, to, another uh, dimension. Uh, another dimension, yeah. And he's, cause he's a very spiritual person, which I absolutely adore. And I think it's, it's great to have that um, – belief but uh don't tell him he's wrong otherwise <laughs> whoa, whoa, mate 
So, so it's like going uh, down a YouTube rabbit hole with Carl Grove about ghosts for eight oh. or nine hours. Yep, <laughs> and it was, and just, and just seeing uh, it was, it was more me and Carl just debating against each other while Sammy was in the back pissing himself. <laughs> now, uh, be honest with me, totally. Was there any point from the end of that car trip? to the end of the seminar that you actually looked on your phone to see how much airfares were to come back? <laughs> oh, probably probably an hour drive in. I was like... <laughs> Drop me off at Albury Airport. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, oh, have we have we missed uh, Melbourne Airport yet? <laughs> fantastic. Get um, so, uh, fantastic. I love that, love that stuff. Yeah. The, the old wrestling road trips. There's not enough of them these days. No, we we wanted to kind of uh, uh, make it a bit special, and we wanted to kind of get that like that in that indie feel of having to travel to different places for wrestling. And honestly, I couldn't think of uh, two guys better to go on a road trip with than Carl and Sammy. It was it was a, it was a really good fun. And you've got a huge show coming up. Uh, I mean, I know you have Ignition every week, but you've got Destiny coming up at the end of November. Yep, November 30th. What can people uh, expect from that? Well, we have a battle royal to uh, determine, uh, to determine um, probably the best, the best on Slam, but the main event is probably the one everybody's been waiting for, the PCW Destiny Ladder Match, where the winner will win a 12-month contract to PCW Ignition, where they can be on the big shows where they can kind of make a name for themselves nice. but um i think i was a part of the 2016 destiny ladder match and i think it is one of the best spots to be in and that is the place where everybody needs to kind of step it up a little bit even the, even if they're slammers they need to go they need to go to that next level and they kind of need they need to make their mark and they need to make sure that everybody remembers their name after that night it's Regardless, a, if you win or lose, because it's a big deal, isn't it? Moving from Slam to Ignition. Oh, absolutely! Because that—that's where you kind of—that's where you you show yourself and you show why you are the best. Because being being on Slam is great, but everybody is looking to be on Ignition. Every single person. Now, before uh, Destiny, of course, uh, show this Saturday at PCW Ignition, and we're going to get to see Dr. Troy Alexander come up against Lucas Daniels, which uh, should be a, a fantastic him. match. I, I know you've got an affiliation for Dr. Troy Alexander because I know he operated on your knee after you heard it at Geelong. <laughs> uh, can he beat Lucas Daniels? No. <laughs> um, well, I, uh, some people like to dream, and I think uh, – Dr. Troy stepping in the ring with Lucas Daniels is a bit of a stretch and to think he's going away with the win is a bit of a joke, but... This could be the know, ultimate death match because he may oh, die. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, the only way I can see this match ending is if Dr. Troy dies. And sadly, I don't think he's going to be able to do CPR on himself. <clears throat> I actually need a new need. Should I go and visit him before Saturday? <laughs> Uh, most likely. I'd probably book in an appointment before this Saturday, I reckon. Might be a good idea. Ryan Rapid, thank you so much for enjoying us. Uh, enjoying us? Yes. Yeah. Enjoying joining us. us. Joining well, I'm us. I'm sure he enjoyed us as well. 
Well, no, that's, I loved that's, it. that's for him to say, not for you. <laughs> that's true. Thanks for joining us, mate. Really do appreciate it. Uh, good luck with the continued holding of the Ignition Championship. No worries. Thanks, guys, for having me. And uh, make sure you tune into PCW Ignition this Saturday night. Yeah, good idea. And also, if people want to follow you on uh, the socials, how can they do that? Uh, just uh, on Instagram, it's Ryan underscore Rapid underscore RB4K. Uh, on Twitter, it's just Ryan Rapid. Uh, I've all, I'm always posting on there each and every day. Um, and it's going to be probably a lot of new crazy stunts uh, awaiting. All right, look forward to seeing some of those gifts that do come about. Ryan, thanks for your time, mate. All the best for the remainder of the year. No worries. Thanks, guys. Ryan Rapid joining us right here on The Turnbuckle. There he is, Ryan Rapper joining us here. What a lovely young chap, boys. I think he'll go a long way. Yeah, he's good. He's uh, he's head on right. You know, doing training seminars and you know, like well, she touched on uh, really getting uh, physical and cosmetic shape, which is you know half the battle for the business to try and stand out. So yeah, he's good. Very good future. The music of Bailey brings us into this second segment. So we've had the music of Iconics, the Iconics, and also. Bailey, and the reason why we did that was because Welsh and I were fortunate enough, with thanks to the team at WWE, to be invited along to a uh, an open press conference with the team down at uh, Crown Towers. It was a, a lovely little setting, a beautiful view as a backdrop, and uh, the girls popped in to have a chat to us. First of all, we caught up with the Iconics, and we asked them this. The influence of uh, someone like a Madison Eagles on your careers, guys, talk about that. Well, I mean, she she was a, my she trainer. Trained us. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, I was at PWA Academy day one when it opened, and I met her, and she absolutely changed my life. She was six months pregnant at the time with her first child, and we were doing rolls, and somebody did the roll wrong, and at six months pregnant, she did a handstand roll like it was nothing, <laughs> and uh, she still had a six pack as well. Yeah. So uh, talk about inspiration. She was so athletic and just a strong female and she taught me everything the basics character like just I owe a lot to, to her individually because she really took it under my wing when I first started so yeah she's the best yeah I was gonna say the same thing I, I started how many years after you I think it was like one, one yeah between one and two years I came in um, and at the time, Billy and Madison were the only two females in the academy, so I made the third female. And same thing, I felt her become my mentor. She took me under her wing, and I felt and I felt like I was under Billy's wing too, and she was my mentor as well. I looked up to both Billy and Madison. I, I held them at such like a high. They were on a pedestal for me, and I wanted to be just like them. Um, so honestly, I'm so grateful to have had my start with her because if it was with anyone else, I don't know if I would be here. The opportunities that you've received since you've gone to the States, obviously, and it started from back here in Australia. Can you give us an insight into your thoughts of the Australian industry? We've seen an influx now of Aussies getting into uh, the WWE and the like, and lots of other promotions as well. Uh, are they really the flavour of the month at the moment through wrestling around the world? 
I don't think it's flavor for one because yeah. um, like we've been with the company almost five years, so that's a, a long month. It's because yeah. flavor of the month, but um, I think the talent here has just grown tremendously in such a short amount of time, and the talent have done done so much uh, to get their names out there and to show the world that Australia is really a hot spot for independent wrestling. Um, there's just so much talent coming out of this country. It makes us so proud. And what's it like hearing Australian accents everywhere in Florida <laughs> at the moment? Does it make it a lot feel a little bit more like home? Yeah, Definitely. especially the Australians like Rhea Ripley and uh, <laughs> Shane Thorne. Thorn. Mate, they are true blue. <laughs> so I feel like I have to keep up with them when I'm with them and really like just make sure I'm not pronouncing my words, cutting everything in half, uh, yeah, and mumbling like I do. Uh, but it's it's really cool. It's it gives you that home feeling that we miss so much. And your cat, you're famous for your catchphrases. Uh, yes. Do you have to work on them, or they just come out naturally? They come out naturally. Well, she's a comedic wizard, so, and I've been saying it for years. It's only recently that people have been able to like really grasp what a comedic genius she is. Uh, it's it's insane. She just says things, and I die laughing. And then sometimes she just does it on live TV, and I'm like trying to keep myself together. And everyone calls me out on it too. Like, oh, Peyton's breaking character. Like, she's so funny. I can't help it. And then everyone's laughing too so no she just talks and it comes out <laughs> but in saying that she uh has always like embraced who i am like 100 and that's why our connection is like so genuine and real so i can only be my true self around her i couldn't spit those jokes bailey over down, down, down there i couldn't hang out with her and just start being funny no she brings out the, the best in me so it's it's uh yeah. We're like the yin and the yang. Yeah, that's what we always say. Yeah. <laughs> the Dragonfly Restaurant or yes. Madison Square Garden? Ah, uh, let me figure out that one again quick. <laughs> the rat stole down to the screen fence. <laughs> I'm going to go MSG uh, 100% easily. Yeah. 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 Do you have, have great memories though of the early days? I really do. Um, when I first moved to Melbourne, uh, MCW was based out of the Dragonfly restaurant. And I just remember kind of being new new to these fans and they didn't know me. And I just remember like taking so long for the fans to warm up to me and I would get so down on myself. And then one match they, they were cheering for me when I won and I was like, oh God, I won them over. I finally won the Dragonfly restaurant over. It was very exciting. So and yes. the rats too won them over. Yes, the rats yeah. were there. Huge cheering. <laughs> There you go, the Iconics joining us here on the Turnbuckle. Boys, lovely girls. Yes, and I'm really, like, they've achieved a lot since they've been in WWE and who knows where they go from here. Exactly, and I tell you what, Lyle, I love the look, the new look of our uh, next guest. She looks fantastic with the black hair in in the style that she has it. Yeah, turning uh, turning on all her fans. Yep, and really, it's only happened in the last couple of weeks. We're fortunate enough to sort of catch her very early. Did you say she's turning on her fans? She's turning on everybody. Turned on her fans. Oh. Turned on her fans. I thought you so, were being Tony for a second. Very early in her uh, heel career for Bailey, the SmackDown champion. She joins us for a chat right now. Australia. Thank you. Um, the big move to Fox and being the face and the champion of the women's division during that move. Um, what does that What does that mean? Um, it's really crazy. I thought about that at first. We were the first match, uh, Sasha and I versus Becky and Charlotte. So that was crazy. And I was like, "This is how the day champion." 
That's right. I think it's really, uh, you know, in my head, I have this vision of who I want to be. And I gotta say, it's it's happening. So <laughs> it feels good, and it feels like uh, it's right, and it's gonna be um, best for the network. And the new attitude and the and the relationship with Sasha. Um, do you feel like you're more comfortable in your own skin now than you've ever been? Uh, I I've always kind of felt comfortable. Um, honestly, the, the thing about wrestling for me is like growing up as a fan and when I first started uh, the Bailey character and all that stuff, it's all kind of been a natural progression of who I really am. And I've been able to like grow and, and uh, not have to like force anything. Um, as like, although it is a big change from who I was, you know, three weeks ago, I, I think it's just feels right and like good timing and um, not forced at all. It's kind of me being able to grow with Bailey. If that makes sense. Okay. Love the new look. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you, sir. Uh, the relationship you have with Charlotte goes back a long way, doesn't it? It's, is it a, a, a love-hate relationship? Is there a bit of respect there? Or? Yeah, of course. There's, there's respect there. Uh, yeah, if there, I mean, she's put me through some of my uh, toughest matches. And she's somebody, ever since coming to SmackDown, for sure, that I, I've had already like 50 matches with, you know, and I've only been here for six months or something. Uh, but uh, we have very different beliefs and we view things very differently in our division and view ourselves very differently. So um, I would say it's just a respect, respect relationship. But we definitely, from NXT and coming up together, uh, we've done a lot for each other and a lot for each other's careers. You've achieved a fair bit in your time in the WWE, a triple crown, NXT. Grand Slam. Grand Slam, exactly. Grand that was a, Yeah, which is even more important because you, you had the tag team championship in with yeah, that as well. Yeah, I made well. that happen. Did you know that? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, what's next? I mean, how, how far can you go? Also money in the bank. Oh, yeah, you did too. You cashed in on that night yes, and won yeah. the tag, yeah, for the second time. <laughs> right. Uh, what's next? I mean, how far do you go in WWE? Um, I want to main event WrestleMania for sure. And uh, speaking of the tag titles, like just something that's very near and dear to my heart. It's like a little baby. I uh, just want to see that continue to succeed. It's doing great right now. They just made a message Raw, I think, the other day, or the other week. So I just kind of want to see that grow. And I want, I want to. Stipulation match that's. There's a lot of girls in NXT that, you know, although they are on the USA Network now, or I don't know what it's called here in Australia, but although they have their own TV program, um, I'd like to see them main eventing WrestleMania as well. <laughs> now, Bailey, um, as part of NXT and growing through the ranks, what was the most important piece of advice you were given? Uh, I don't know if, there, if there's like a single piece or a line or anything, but... Dusty Rose was definitely the most influential guy that we had. They're the most influential teacher. He just really made everybody believe in themselves and uh, found that special something in everybody. And that sounds really cheesy, but um, it was usually the thing that we'd try to hide. And he would see it and he'd be like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's dig deep in there and talk about this. And that's when everybody really shined. So, uh, like my ponytail and all my uh, super fandom stuff he was the one that really like pushed to it and said let's uh show the whole world who you really are and 
Fantastic. I actually interviewed you about last year, I think it was, and we spoke about the women's division making ground. We've got money in the bank, we've got this, this and this. Everything's coming up. What else would you like to see as part of the women's division? Like another show or a title or an event? Anything? Yeah, anything. Anything. How would you like the women's division to grow? Because it's, it's pretty much up there with the men now. Yeah, I, I, I honestly just want to see it literally grow as in like the roster grow. I mean, we have a lot of great women, but I think it could be even larger and I'd love to have more than two matches at most on, on Raw and SmackDown. I'd love to have three matches on there for the women. Now that we're all WWE superstars, you know, we, we can fill up all those slots. Um, give the guys a little break, you know. <laughs> so that, that's kind of—I just want to see it keep growing and keep filling up with women who um, want it just as bad Fantastic. as I do. <laughs> and the icons, I guess. <laughs> hey guys, talking about you, not to you. Hey, what'd you say? Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> yeah, there's crazy. Hello? <laughs> Yeah. Valley, <laughs> uh, being the uh, resident uh, bodybuilding and fitness nerd, I have to ask, what does your training and nutrition involve generally? Because you're quite explosive in the ring and you're, you know, very athletic. So, uh, what does it, what does it include? What does it involve? You're probably the first person to ever say that I was explosive in the ring. If Sasha Banks is reading this or listening to this, I hope she hears that because she says something like that, complete opposite. Um, well, I do CrossFit training. Uh, I got that from Seth Rollins. Um, he has a trainer named Joshi G, who's based out of LA, uh, Los Angeles, California. He's uh, basically writes up all my programming, and he's been I've been working with him for about two years. So that my first workout with him was in Las Vegas when I beat Charlotte for the Raw Women's Championship. So it was my first championship in WWE, and I trained with this guy, and I'm like, that's it, take all my money, write up all my stuff. Um, and it's just like a, it just kind of tests me all the time. It's something new and different. Um, uh, as far as diet, I've been really bad lately. You know, I haven't been watching it as much, uh, but um, it's kind of like all of the plain stuff yeah. you would think, chicken and rice and yeah, veggies. Yeah, boiled chicken. And, yeah, yeah, salmon and yeah, all brown that rice, stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that really helps you answer. No, no, CrossFit has been like really good to me. It's helped open a lot of doors and meet a lot of people um, and just kind of learn more about myself and challenge myself to levels I never thought I could with fitness at least. Makes you more, increase your endurance as well, that style of training. So yeah, yeah definitely. And I think it also like helps, uh, knock on wood, like prevent injury and all that stuff too because uh, the movements are so weird and everything's so different. So it kind of makes our body super durable for what we really need in the ring and stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I'm long-winded. So, um, last year we had the Evolution pay-per-view. Yeah. Is that something that you think should be happening every year? Yes. It's October, it's almost over. Ding dong, Vince, hello. I don't know. I don't know what's going on or what happened or where we went wrong, but I didn't think it was going to be a one-time thing. I thought it was going to be a yearly um, event. So, um, kind of sucks that it's not, but the year's not over yet, so maybe I'll go knock on his door on Friday and see what, see what we can do. It was definitely a highlight last year. Yeah, for sure. For us, too, it was, really, it was a magical night. Gosh. 
Um, Bailey, uh, we've got a lot of people coming from outside WWE into the WWE. Ronda Rousey's now in. Uh, you've got Kane Velasquez coming in. You've got... Um, um, sorry, who's the other one? Um, Tyson Fury coming in. Who would you like to see? If you had any choice, who would you like to invite into the WWE? Please say me. Yeah, you. <laughs> That's it. There we go. That's the interview done. Uh, shoot, I don't know. Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Well, Sasha can organise that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I thought it was the easiest answer. Yeah. Let's do Snoop. Okay, thank you. Good. Thank All you right. so much. Yeah. WWE SmackDown champion Bailey joining us here on the Turnbuckle. We'll take a break. We're back with more in just a tick. <laughs> Greetings. You're with Mick Moretti, the Rapscallion, and you're on the Turnbuckle. <laughs> Fantastic to catch up with the girls, Bailey, and also the Iconics uh, before that big WWE live show here in Melbourne. They're lovely girls, aren't they? Yes, yes. Um, very entertaining. The Billy Kay is very funny in person. Mm. Yes, very. Well, they both were. They play for each other very well to the extent. It's almost as if they've known each other since high school. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, to the extent that. And, and I'm not meaning this in a disparaging way at all, but there's a lot of what I see in those two is a lot in what I see with Lux, that the way that they work off each other. They do it really well. And I think if, if that continues for Lux, obviously, you know, that could be a big thing for them as well. When that continues for Lux, we're massive marks for Lux. Yeah, yeah. As extreme, they keep reminding us. Extremely big marks for them. No, the, the, um, the Australian piss-take culture is good. And when you're, when you're very good at it, Stick mm. with it. Yeah, correct. Uh, PWA weekend wrap, boys. It was a while ago, obviously. It was, wasn't uh, it? As we mentioned earlier, Lyle is the reason we didn't have a show last week, but I thought we better still. Oh, yes. yes we better yeah. still mention yes. it. Yep. Um, it was a lot of fun up there. Yeah, it was a good, good weekend away. Good uh, working weekend. Like I told my wife, you know, we were. Wrestling weekend away with the yeah. with the guys and well, uh, I noticed Tony answering his phone as I'm in Sydney for work. So yeah, um, so you can live. A, so that, that live the gimmick. So Tony was that was a work that Tony was saying. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was it was really good fun. Yeah, you know, the Coliseum tournament. You know, was amazing. You know, great combination with Maddie winning the uh, sword. Obviously, so so was that the first PWA show you guys have been to? Live, yes. yeah, live in yeah. Sydney, yeah, yeah, fantastic. They do a great job. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, you touched on it during the live podcast we did while we we're up there. The character work and everyone's very distinct characters, which uh, I think is great. It's great for the live crowd. It is. That venue is awesome for live wrestling. Yeah, that no, was really good. What did you think of uh, Fan Fest? I thought it was really good. Obviously, please, Mikey, if you're listening, it's yeah. got to get up here next year. It has to. It's, it was, just a, um, it's, a, it's just a no-brainer. It's a really good opportunity, especially for people who travel from interstate, which is quite a lot, to get in there and mingle with not only the internationals, but the PWA wrestlers who they don't get to see very often. Mm. Yeah. No, I thought it was really good, and yeah. And they saw an amazing live podcast. They also saw our live podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was fun, the live podcast. Uh, yeah. Um, I do have some questions about the live podcast. What? Yeah, you got a, you got a couple. Um, Tony, mm-hmm. the wrestler that you called Mark Moretti. Yes, who was that? Can I just can I in my defence? No, you don't have a defence. <laughs> can, can I in my defence? 
before I went up to the so-called Mark Moretti, who is bald and skinny and oh, looked yeah. like Mick Moretti. You've obviously forgotten his name again. No, no, because I actually went up and I said, Mick, can we just have a quick chat? He said, no, it's Mark. And I said, oh, okay, no problem. Marcus. Yeah, cool. But no, he said it's Mark. <laughs> and then I've gone, oh, okay. And then for some – anyway, I, before I did that, I went up to our barista, who is a wrestling fan. Well, he didn't make me one and coffee I, on the and weekend, said, so he's definitely and, not a barista. And I said to him, did we pay for him to make coffee and he didn't make coffee? Yeah. Well, we want our money back. Uh, I said to him, I said, is that Mark Moody over there? And he reckons he said no – so I would deliberately. <laughs> no, you didn't. He said that you throw said, myself under the bus. He said that you asked who that was with Mick Chris Moretti. Basso. No, with Chris Basso. I no, said. he said that you asked who. It I was said with- is Mark. Is <laughs> that's that Mark? Not, that's Moretti not the story with- I've heard. Well, I'm telling you what I said. I know what I said. I'm pretty good with my memory. <laughs> <laughs> but you couldn't remember Marcus Cool's name. Um, all I know is that I was, I didn't hear what you said. I just heard you. Sort of say it really quietly thank when you God. say his name. Can I say thank God? So I turned to Lyle and I said, he's forgotten. He doesn't know who he's talking to. <laughs> as soon as he spoke, though, I've gone, shit, no, that's not him. <laughs> I knew exactly who it was. He covered up really by bringing up his like. entrance and obviously. But not know, any of his match. No. So <laughs> just the entrance. So so that bus has just squashed me, uh, throw me under the next bus to kill me. Go on. What is it? Um, Orange County. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Shakira. Yeah, Shakira got a bit of a run, didn't it? <laughs> the grandfather of Australian oh, yeah. wrestling. He's not that old. No. We're very disrespectful <laughs> yeah. to our guest. It was um no, it was fun. We we had a lot of fun. We did. At so your we're expense. Do it again more. soon. <laughs> yeah. Do it again soon. Uh, I, I was you- surprised by the turnout. Well, yeah, when, when um we seen the PW guy, PWA guys setting up the chairs, I was like, oh. Well, They've overshot the, the market. They started off with two rows, and that was about ten that's people. The, I set up it. two rows, but yeah. then um, and then they've got with another Fuzz six or kept, seven. Big Fuzz just kept bringing seats. I'm like, we'll only need two rows. We only have the people from Melbourne here, but <laughs> it was um a lovely surprise. No, it, it certainly it was. was good. Uh, one thing I did mention also on the live podcast was that I, I love the way that they are. They're very much into their technical wrestling there in Sydney. There's a lot of technical moves. And it's something that I noticed also in one of the matches in Ring of Honor that we saw the Brat back. The the start of one of their fights went for about three or four minutes of a lot of arm bars and and those sort of holds, and it was nice to see. Yeah, it was yeah. great to see the boys on on the on the Ring of Honor. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've watched two of the the three matches, uh, the first night and the third night. Um, haven't been across the second night yet. But why, why no, did you go in order? Uh, just skipped ahead because um, he's because he wanted to see the opponents more in different oh, okay, matches. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, picking and choosing uh, who they were in the ring with, to be honest. Um, yeah, being being in the ring with uh, Lifeblood is obviously great for them, um, a UK team, so their heel work by the Brat Pack was amazing. I think yeah. uh, the UK was a great place for them to debut with Ring of Honor because that Aussie Bogan footy boy yeah. image is not foreign to the people of oh, London. True. And uh, they bought into it, it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. The, the crowd really ate it up. Yeah, obviously booing and jeering them. The, the commentary team was a little bit calling them frat boys and that, that kind of Now I stuff. swear that one of the commentators called him Nick Burry. Ah, you were I hearing I swear things, he did. You were hearing things. He was definitely so. One of them was very, very close, but I think that's the American accent. Yeah. I did like, I did like one of the commentators where he said, 
Now, Nick Burry has been threatening to tell everyone that he's a big, sexy unit, and he's just done it. <laughs> yeah, so they they got all their, you know, their great stick in, which yeah, is which is do. good, and they're having fun. Being in the ring with the Briscoes on the third night, you know, you can't pay for that kind of experience. Yeah, um, yeah which, oh, no, it's good. We Very need good. to get him in, I reckon, in the next few weeks. Yeah, we need to. Yeah. Yeah, I've we'll already, leave that with you, Tony. I've already put a request in. So yeah. we'll see how we go. <laughs> well, we won't leave it with you. Oh, no, no, we're geez. not leaving it with you. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I attended the WWE live show on our behalf. We know. Why? How do you know? We got incessant messages. <laughs> you blew up my phone. Well, you were giving us a play by play of our if show. If I wanted to know who won every match at our show, I'd go. I only did it because I thought you'd actually be genuinely interested. If, we weren't. If, but I didn't have the heart to tell you on no, the No, it was good. So it I was good I'd commentary, you Tony, here. and you were paying attention. So who was in the women's triple threat tag team <laughs> I match? I have no idea. You told me that <laughs> it was- I can't remember. You told me it was the Riot Squad. He said the old Riot no. Squad, didn't he? Yeah. No. Did I? Yeah. yeah. No, I can't remember. <laughs> it wasn't. No. It was two-thirds of the Riot Squad, wasn't it? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. It was Mandy and um, Sonia. It was Fire and good. Desire. Yeah. Oh, ah, Fire and Desire. That's right. You mustn't have had very good seats, Tony. <laughs> well, actually, we were upgraded. We didn't have good seats at the start, but I don't think they wanted everyone sitting at the back, so we all, we actually got pushed uh, forward, which was great. But good, good fun. Uh, WWE you know what? Live, live they're, events. They're great events for kids. I, I think if you're a pure wrestling fan, as you guys are, I can understand why you probably didn't want to go. It it just wasn't what oh. you're going to expect on a big WWE yeah. show. Just, it was just, yeah. it, literally, it was just a wrestling show. I'd yeah. go, but it's a, it was a Wednesday and I just got back from um, Sydney. Yeah. So I couldn't. There was only 12,000 there, so there wasn't a massive crowd. 12,000 That's that's not good, a bad good, yeah. number. For a venue that holds 20,000, yeah, it wasn't they, a massive they just, crowd. They did just have 68,000 last year. Yeah, no, no. Yo, no. So, no, good. I, I, yeah, definitely. I, I would have went. I just... Thinking, it was a fantastic show. That past the misses. It was great. It was great. It was the first time I've ever seen Roman Reigns live. Yep. So for me, that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to go because you love the big dog. I really do. He was fantastic in the uh, in the cage match, which was great. Is that but the uh, first time you've seen a cage match no, live? No, well, I've seen cage matches. Had my friend go refereeing. Plenty of Australian. Oh, Australian ones. Yeah. yeah. Had my friend go refereeing. Who? Oh, the guy that you had your photo. Little What's Nate. His Robinson, is it? Little Nate. You know, he went all right. He only did. Three matches. He's probably still starstruck from seeing me and Danders yep. on the ferry in Sydney. Yeah, oh, no doubt he was. Um, he was wearing a no Wham doubt. T-shirt <laughs> with and, his, and his phone charger was a George, George Michael, Michael phone charger. And he, he was, was asked, asked <laughs> where he got his phone charger from. He said he made it himself. He made it. That's, that's a he fan. That's a true fan. George Michael phone So charger. I'm in the process of making my own Charles Robertson Phone char- phone cover as we phone speak. Cover, like so that. because I went to WWE live, I didn't have to watch live the Crown Jewel in. Well, Saudi it hasn't Arabia. been on yet, so no, that's what I mean. But you guys, to you guys it. are going to watch it live. You're looking forward to it. Well, I'll watch it live. Everyone else will be at work. Yeah, I'll, I'll be at work. Oh, there's a couple of interesting matches it's on Friday. Yeah, um, interesting to see what they do with Seth and Bray. It <laughs> falls count anywhere. Literally, could end up uh, anywhere in the building. Um, they could be arrested. Uh, yeah. Shoot arrested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be a big misunderstanding. Um, but the shoot. I, I'm, I'm looking at your beheading. Jeez. Oh, we might edit that one out. No, no, that stays. It popped us all, so the we're all bad as each other. The comments of Brett Welsh aren't necessarily yeah. uh, the comments of the entire 
on the turnbuckle. I'm no, not we're planning won't. a trip to Saudi Arabia anytime yeah. soon. Uh, yeah, Brock versus Kane. That's interesting for me. I was um, a pretty big UFC fan back in the day when Kane. You got to say destroyed. Kane's last name, or else everyone will think it's the Big Red Machine. Surely, no. there's only what? one Kane. Yeah, Velasquez. No, the Big Red Machine. Oh, Undertaker's brother. That overrated. Um, um, yeah, so I'm interested in seeing that. Nine years in the making. Oh, interesting. He's not going to be doing any planches and stuff that he was doing in AAA. Well, they say that, but you never know. <laughs> Brock may force him to do it. Mm. Um, yeah, and then you got Braun versus Tyson Fury. Another one. I'm not. Oh, he's been training at the Performance Center, Tyson Fury. Oh, he'd he's have a, to be. He's a, he's a very uh, accomplished athlete in his own sport, so... Yeah, there's a couple of interesting things there to see what they do and how they uh, pull it off. Yeah. And I went to BCW on... Yes, I was going to say that. How was that? What was your uh, taste of local, of live wrestling? What do you think? Um, I had... BCW's a BCW shows are BCW shows. They're, they're ruined by five or six people in the crowd a lot yeah. of the time and... It was no exception. <laughs> Those five or six people did make it difficult, but um, there was some really. There's always some really good matches, and seeing the chance to see Mick Moretti wrestle against Damian Slater is what gets me to the building. Yep. Um, and they had a match that was every bit what I was hoping for. Probably then more. There was a lot of a lot of fun comedy in the match as well, which was really good. Went over some of the crowd's head. Which is bizarre, yeah, because it's comedy, <laughs> yeah, and it's visual comedy. But uh, we also had um, Mad Dog and Sid do a death match, uh, lighting themselves on fire oh, and jumping through each I, other. I've seen some of the video oh, of Sid uh, having his boots lit on fire and then doing a double stomp through. Yeah, that wasn't the finish though. No, no. Mad Dog lit his legs on fire and leg dropped. Uh, okay. Sid at the end. All right. Interesting. Um, it's easier than shaving, I suppose. And then at the end of the match, Sid didn't move while they had Sabu appear on the screen, challenge Mad Dog. Mad Dog accepted. Sid still hasn't moved. Yeah. Then out comes Moretti. And he sits next to Sid, picks him up. You sure and, it was Moretti? Yeah, I'm yeah. 100% sure it was Moretti. Um, and then challenges Sid for the next show. But he was operating Sid like a marionette. Oh, really? To, to accept the challenge, it was quite funny. Moretti could pull that off. So yeah. Moretti, Sid, and Sabu. In a no, no, no. no. Uh, Mad Dog versus Sabu. Oh, okay. In a, and and barbed yeah, okay wire, gotcha. in a barbed wire ropes match. Uh, uh, Mad Lord. Dog, he is crazy. And, and Sid versus Moretti in a normal match. I've yeah. seen Moretti Sabu. Moretti said, we don't need weapons because I'm a weapon. I like that. I've seen Sabu three times in my life and... They are embedded in my brain, those matches. Yep. Just- well, last time I saw him was embarrassing, so <laughs> we're going to get... Uh, embarrassing wasn't, you know, sad. Mm. Um, but Erica got involved and had her back. Erica's fantastic. Wide open. Erica's um, fantastic. Yeah. Um, she also hit Cletus in the head with with a guitar, which was good. Awesome. Good fun. Um, I was talking to Sid and, and <laughs> he had a... Because the next night he had a Monsters Ball match yes, at PCW. So he had a really so he had fun another weekend. death match the next night. <laughs> and I'm told that him and Wake killed each other. Yeah, I've seen some of the videos that have been released of that match. And <laughs> there. I told Sid. He's a crazy bastard. Gets Wake to do all the work. <laughs> he didn't listen. Some of those boys are just waiting for Halloween, aren't they? They're actually Halloween freaks. Was their Halloween show on the weekend? Yeah, no, but I mean, it's only two days away. 
So they'll be really waiting for it. Well, when this comes out, it's today. Ah, oh, there you go. Yes. <laughs> Is uh, that why you dressed up? You're Tony? right. Yes. No, it's not. Uh, on my sheet, which you won't have, Lyle, you wrote smug. Well, she, what was that for? Yes. Uh, Sexton's web series, which uh, featured Indy Hartwell this week. Yeah. Very, very impressive debut. Brendan Vink. Uh, I Twitter. like calling him Sexton. Yeah. Uh, He's still Sexton on Twitter. Yeah. Well, so has she been announced yet? No. No, but um, she's Sexton a, announced it. She, she Bailey need, announced she it. She doesn't need yeah. to be announced. She's, uh, she's got an inheritance impressive. from when she was three years old. Yeah, she's, she's super rich. rich and she doesn't need money. Yeah. Now I think, uh, yeah, Sexton is. I think he uh, might be plotting to get that uh, money from here on in. <laughs> He's a guy that doesn't want to work. Uh, no, very funny. He's oh, very God. creative and, yeah, looking forward to the next week. Might have to have a listen to that. Yep. Be one of the few podcasts I listen to. Uh, Lyle. It's not a podcast. It's a oh, video. It's a oh, one-minute one video. video. Oh, there you go. I'll definitely have a listen to that. One minute. You won't watch it, though. He's just going to listen. <laughs> uh, Lyle, you're going to be at Showdown this Saturday? Yes. I am taking my kids and my dad's going to come along and my- it's If you turn up. Uh, my brother-in-law and his kids. Hey, you've already bought your tickets. Already got our tickets. Got them last night. It was my dad's birthday, so that was his birthday present to take me to the wrestling. I think I'm banned from showdown. Well, (laughs) definitely have to be designated driver, if not from the whole of Werribee. Is that the Werribee Italian Club again? Yes. Oh, we might come too. Yeah, come down. Yeah, bring your kids. No, no, you shouldn't. I'm banned. Yeah, he's got a. We've got no alcohol left because of you. (laughs) They got that. All right, I brought my own last time. (laughs) They they probably lose their license. I um. I was. Uh, I'm going to watch Regurgitator. Yeah, that, that's that's not too bad actually. That's, that. that's pretty good. But no, there's some really good matches. Izzy Shaw versus uh, Erica Reed. Yep, should be really good. And Nick and Mitch, fresh back from the UK, one on one against each other, which it they should happen they, very often. They were going to be in a. I think it was a. Yeah, last limit. time. Last time it showed down, Nick turned on. Yeah, yeah, that was. I a don't remember. Show. Mitch. <laughs> well, well, she. Gets actually, the, that's the one bit I do remember. Yeah. Was that the start? Yeah, and then they paid it off later on. And they were meant to have a 10 minute time limit match at BCW, but obviously they jetted off to the UK for the weekend, which is good for us. We get to see them at Showdown. One of the most popular parts of our podcast has now become Lyle's AEW predictions. He hasn't got one right yet. No, he hasn't. Fair to say. So people are waiting for it. What is it this week, Lyle? The number one prediction. For the AEW show. These Which will have already aired yeah, yeah, by yeah. the these time. Are, stop saying these are predictions. These are spoilers, Tony. I've got an inside man that gives me the mail. But it can't be a spoiler He's, if people listen to it after the show, Lyle. That's, that defeats yeah, that's the purpose enough, of then. spoiler. I'm yeah, spoiling you guys. It. You're reviewing it. Yeah, I'm reviewing it because I've seen the script. Okay, yes, all yeah. right. Go. Okay, so, Brad Shepard, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> so Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes, obviously they got their big uh, title match uh, at the pay per view coming up, they're having a contract signing on oh, yeah. on uh, on Dynamite. That'll go well. And I've I've been told there won't be a table spot. No one will be going through a table during the during I, the. No signing. one will be going through so one or. Are you, saying that no one, are you saying no one's going through a table? Are you saying like they'll be just they're going to sign the contract, shake hands, and sign go the, the contract, gentlemen's agreement, and save it for the pay per view, guys. That's what mm-hmm. I'm being told. I've seen the script, and if that's not enough. There's a couple of tag matches on there, Young oh, Bucks. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they never have tag matches. Yeah, you got you got the the finals yeah. uh coming up for the tag tournament and you know, you got the Lucha Brothers on on the card versus SCU. The Young Bucks are in another match. I'm being 
told Reliable Source zero Canadian destroyers on this week's Dynamite. Ooh. And and every match will be they'll tag in and out of the ring because JR was not happy with the Lucha rules. <laughs> JR's got to get up with his Lucha rules. He <laughs> doesn't. He, he doesn't want like it. He was sticking fat to yeah. That's, well, that's a different thing. Hopefully they've clued him in. <laughs> the great news is is that JR won't be commentating this Friday night of the Lucha Fantastica Day of the Dead uh, Battle takes place in Marrickville's Family Theatre in Sydney. Otherwise, Factory Theatre, I think. Factory Theatre. Sorry, Factory Theatre in Sydney promises to be a, a great. Night of wrestling, that one. I don't know what's on in the family theatre, but... Well, it won't be the Lucha Fantastica Day because there will be the less factory There will be less Hurricane Ranas. Mm. Uh, Saturday, November the 2nd, PCW Ignition featuring Ryan Rapid, who we heard earlier on in the show, is on at Ferntree Gully. Showdown Wrestling returns to the Italian Social Club in Werribee featuring Dowie James and Erica Reed versus RCW's Izzy Shaw. Rock and Roll Wrestling in Wollongong also have their Rumble on. And if you're promoting a show, get in contact with us. We'll love to let people know exactly where to find you. And if you've got an idea for a podcast, give us a yell also by Podcast House or on the Turnbuckle through our Facebook pages, and we can help you get on air. Boys, that is it. Thank you for another week. Look forward to catching up next week with hopefully a we'll big have someone. Act. We'll have someone. Yes, hopefully. Maybe someone who might have travelled Internationally recently. Well, I haven't been proved I, yet. No, I'm not saying. Well, I wasn't talking any names specifically. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have the brat pack. <laughs> <laughs> you made him say it. Catch you next yeah. week. Till then, right here on mypodcasthouse.com.